All right, welcome to the Great Minds Podcast, episode 100. Um, so we, yeah. had to get, we had to get live and in person for this one. Um, salute to y'all for rocking with us for over two years. That long, two years, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, part of this episode, what we're going to do, uh, if you've been following us, you know, our first episode was uh, we broke down our top 20 albums. Um, what we're going to do for this episode, we, re- we revisited. We didn't look at our list. Nope. Uh, we went back. I know, I, personally, I, li- I listened to a lot of albums over um, within the last two years and had a couple of shifts. You shifted? A, a little bit. Man. Um, and when I shifted, I I would say, like, I didn't kick certain things off, but, like, you know. Order, the order slide. Right, the order slide. And, you know, when we're doing this album, when we're doing this album, it's like how we feel at that moment, too. Yeah. So something that might have been 20 could have been, you know, 14 at the time, depending on, you know, whatever the case. Okay. Um, so your process, what was your process when you went through it again? Process was, so I did cheat. I looked at the list not about the order, about who was on it. Right. So like I blocked the numbers that I had originally two years ago, but went to see the names of the albums. So when I did that, nothing changed but shifts happened. And we did it from 15, now from 15 to one, not from 20 to one. Right. So the ones that were at 15 to 20, that's basically some didn't make the cut from 15 down, and some did, right? So I re-listened to those albums and really want a different perspective. But like we said, every every day you feel different. Right. So you might have an album at six, and then tomorrow might be four. Right. <laughs> your list. Right. You know what I'm saying? All right. So we're gonna go through. Uh, we'll start. Are we gonna go 15 through 10? Um, we'll start this off. So 15, I had. Um, Late registration, um, that was in my top twenty. Previously, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was. It might have been in that eleven to fifteen range. The first time I thought I, you had it high. Yeah, well, late registration. Oh. Um, when we get to my last album, my last album bumped up from twenty to fourteen. Damn. Um, so it made a nice, All nice right. jump. But I'll let you go. What you got for fifteen? Fifteen. One of my favorite albums. Gotta be Uptown Saturday Night. Cool. Yeah. I mean, can't blow. I'm sorry. But we all know, if you know me, you know I love Camp Blow. So, yeah, to, make, to make my list, basically, I have nobody on my list after having an album after 20, 2011. Because I need to sit with it as you get older. To me, it becomes a classic, right? Right. So, like, I can't say an album that came out last year is a classic to me. In, no, my, in my list, a classic. No, so, even five years. So, that's one of my, it came out in 97. So, I'm with that for what? What's that? 25 years? I would say I'm, I'm I'm pretty much on par. I have one that I'm not sure if it's like 2011. It could be two. I mean, it could be the range. That's the, that's the range though. Right. It is definitely the range. So 14, and this album got bumped. I think it was 20 when we first did it. Uh, I bumped up Benny Siegel The Truth mm-hmm. um, to number 14. Um, I just think just everything everything about the album from like where where I purchased it from. I got it from CD Man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> CD um, Man. Shout out, MSU. Yeah, so I think he used to come like a day early and just like, I don't know, I think it's the the nostalgia tied to it too. Um, On top of like, I don't know that, I can't even remember like rappers we had like Beanie prior to him. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Coogee Rap. Maybe Coogee Rap. But but the voice was different though. It was just like, it was, I feel like it was just a lot more gritty too. (laughs) Um, And then like the, like the truth, man. So I got, um, I got Beanie Secret of Truth number 14. 14. My 14. Young Jeezy, Thug Motivation, 101. Yeah, that album, we, we, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> going to the city, playing that. I remember when we went 
to a club. What was it, Strata? Possibly some of that. I'm like, yo, you gotta hear this young Jeezy album. You yep. were like, uh, all right, whatever. Young Jeezy, yeah. <laughs> I was right. like, yo, put it on. We played the whole way to the city, whole way back. You were like, yo, that album's hot. So that album, to me, nostalgia, and just during that time, I don't think there's anything that was better than that. Okay. Um, number 13, I think it's another uh, trendsetter album. Um, it's Dark and Hell is Hot. Um, DMX. Um, again, this is an album I didn't, I didn't even necessarily like at first. Like I just, it's almost like it was so different. Like I didn't know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Or know where to put it. Really? Like you got to do barking and, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it, it wasn't like we, we were used to seeing. And then like, you know, when you start to go to parties, when you start to like, be out, when you start to hear it in cars, you start to hear like the impact of it. And then, I mean, it's definitely an album that, this is probably the only album on the list that, like, had to grow on me. Really? Um, over time. And by grow on me, I'm probably talking about, like, a couple months. A couple of months. You know what I'm saying? But at the gate, out the gate, I didn't know really what to do with it. True. You know how it was so different back then? Because we would hear music on the radio. That's what we went to. So the more you played the song and you saw the videos, the more you wanted to buy the albums. Right. That was different. So that was something that, oh, I, I love DMX from the start just because it was so different. But yeah. I can see why it can grow on people. My third, um, 13, number 13 was a uh, late registration with Kanye. I think that's one of, you know, I honestly think Kanye in our lifetime is probably one of the most influential rappers that we have ever had. You know, and I'm talking, not, not just talking about money, but like for the fashion part, the production part, the rapping part, the style part. I think he brought so many things that we didn't have. Right. You know, most time rappers had what? Chains and a fresh pair of kicks. Kanye brought something different. I mean, you had Versace stuff, because Pop wearing Versace, you know what I'm saying? But it was different, though. The way Kanye was doing was different. So I think late registration, to me, is my number 13. And when you think about just side, just on the side, like, I don't know that anybody, I shouldn't say anybody, a handful of people don't have a, a, a four-album run out the gate like Kanye. Nah. It, it, nah. it, it, it's, it, it it'll to be find tough. That. Yeah, you it, can't find It's going to be tough. That's why he goes status. Because like even, even like some of the greats, like even early on, they might have had an album that you just kind of like, mm. you know what I'm saying? But like, like blood, my blood, flesh, my flesh. Yeah. That for you. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but even like even if you want to count that, the third and fourth one, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so so yeah, yeah, definitely in that mix. Uh, twelve, I got the black album. Mm. Um, for number twelve, uh, just a dope album. I know Hope said he was gonna retire at the time. Um. And it was a great, it was a great album. Really, it was, album. Yeah, it was a great. Retired too, like we, that was it. That was perfect. Right, right. Everything about about the, about the album just well balanced from uh, public service announcement that still go crazy when you put on yeah. uh, the Lucifer joint that Kanye did. Dirt off your shoulder. Um, dirt off your shoulder. It was just it, it had it had all the elements to it, and it was a great like send off joint. I mean, obviously he didn't send it off <laughs> there, but um, but yeah, that was probably what oh, oh four. 304. Yeah, remember he had the right. movie, The Fade to Black, right, right, came right. with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's supposed to be it. And right. Then he didn't fade to black. Yeah. Yeah, I went to that concert too. It was dope. Um, you went to the actual, the actual Fade to Black concert. Yeah, man. Okay. Great. All right. Yeah, it was crazy. Damn. Yeah. All right, my number 12, Midnight Marauders, Tribe Called Quest, man. I just think about that was the first album that I listened to that Tribe always had that jazz flow, the jazz feel to right. it. So I liked it, but it was just so different than everything else in like the 90s, right? So it's like, it was so dope there because you had, basically you had everyone being themselves. So if you like me, did you did you have the opportunity to pick from Tribe Called Quest if you wanted that. You could go to the West Coast if you wanted that. You could go anywhere you wanted. So I think Tribe fit that lane, that whole native tongue thing that they were doing. Right. Um, you know, 
Then my soul and all that. It's perfect. So that's my number 12 album. Alright, number 11, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Mm. Uh, another Kanye West joint. Um, another, I mean, just crazy joints from the features to um, Devil in a New Dress with Ross. Yeah. To uh, Appalled with Hove and RZA. To Monster. I forgot about that. To Monster. To the, uh, what's the joint with um, Kid Cudi and Raekwon on it? Gorgeous. Um, that, That's a crazy mix. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right, and it and it worked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Cuddy's a monster on the hooks. That's the only thing I need from Cuddy ever. I don't need, <laughs> I, obviously not fashion. You want the dress? Nah, I'm good on that. Right. <laughs> um, I'm good on fashion and all that. But um, another perfectly crafted album, um, Devil in the Blue Dress. To me, I've been I've been talking about this for years. The top five rap song for Fresh me. Song, yeah. Like just like everything to it, and I, I remember hearing it was when he was doing the um. What he was calling, he was dropping a single every Friday during yeah, that time. Yeah, it was, it was um, like a good, good Fridays, good, Friday. good Fridays. So he had the joint originally, and then like I didn't like I love the song, like and then he's playing it on an album, and and he didn't have the feet, he didn't say Ross on there. Yeah, so after he finished his verse, it was just like this long bridge, and then Ross came over and I was about smoking everything. I just threw my phone <laughs> on that one. <laughs> My number 11. Get Rich or Die Trauma at 50 Cent. Yeah, I thought it would be lower, but I had to like recalibrate. Yep. But that album was crazy because we remember that time. I've never seen someone with a run like 50 in that time with mixtapes. Like, I've never seen that before. I don't think we ever will because that, that age is dead. But right. just from the mixtapes coming out, rhyming over everybody's beats, the momentum he had, and then the album drop. And it was just crazy. We were in Miami. I think we were in the album drop. And every car was playing in the album. Yeah. And I never seen somebody single handedly ruin someone's career. Like, 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 I mean, you have like little like, you know, LL beefing with this, with Kumo D, stuff like that. This was different. Like, this was like, I wanna make it my point to end your music career. Like, you're yeah. not gonna do it. And 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 Ja was huge. Ja was Drake. Right? Yeah, he was Drake. And you're like, he's doing his thing, he just annihilated his career. And it killed the whole record label. Yeah. So that alone gets him top ten. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But after that, you know, Masco was straight, but this is the album. I think, right. you know. Well, he did it up there, I feel like. For real. All right, we're going to um, take a break from the albums. We'll get back to them. Um, discuss some top moments. I got four. I'll let you go first. You got four. All right. So mine is basically just a, a rare thing. Just from the comments that we've been getting to find out who's listening to the pod, you know, the feedback we've been getting. You know, those are always my favorite parts of everything. And then meeting with other content creators, right? So it's people that we know, you know, we know strictly from doing content and we vibe with, right. you know, and it, it spun off different things. Like, so it spun off with you getting back doing your music thing. Yep. And then it spun off to, to me doing other shows with other people and stuff like that. So I think that's the best part, how big that community is, yep. that I didn't know. I wasn't expecting that. Nah, not at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, right. yeah. So that's, that's my favorite part of everything. How about you? Yeah, I would say I got a couple, but um, I didn't think about that. But I agree yeah. with like, just like the connections I made, um, transitioning back into dual music, production, stuff like that. Um, all, all of this went to happen without the, pop, without the podcast. Um, a couple of dope guests we had coming on, yeah. like, like you know, Arsonist, when I think of the, when I think of the Dipset album, when I think of Dipset era, like to get Arsonist on, like Arsonist was like one of my favorite producers for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, heat makers, you know, um, to like transition into Apollo Brown and and how willing how willing people were to like 
10 hours out of their yeah. time. I mean, Apollo kicked it with us for an hour and a half, and then, yeah. like, some time after, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it was real cool. And then another, another huge one is, like, I mean, this is going to be an underrated one, like, you know, Michael Hi Michael Hyatt coming on. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, anybody you know from our era got The Wire as a top five show. We know how, how much of an integral part she was on The Wire and, you know, transitioning into one of our favorite shows now, Snowfall, and, you know, taking the time and... Sissy Saint. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was it was dope. Like, even, like, 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 that was the first time I think we got, like, vetted, too. Yeah, we got vetted. <laughs> that was crazy. That was you know crazy. And then you knew, like, you like you knew this was, like, yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's levels. There's levels to it. Um, to, you know, her spending some time with us and just, um, you know, in the, in the first episode, just kind of, like, kicking it, not knowing... Not knowing what to do and like all the upgrades we made and you know just like some some real steam we had so um, it's, fun, it's funny you said about the vetting part right I don't think people understand about when you're doing a pod it's not like we just showing up here just doing something like we do the research and we and and that was the first guess that we really got vetted we're like yo what's going on here and that and I think uh, you know she was like yeah let's do it yeah because because uh, a lot of it too is like. Most people are like, you know, depending on what level, they're their own agent. They yeah. make their own decisions. It's kind of like, from there, it's just like, yo, hit my agent. They do the homework. They do their Googles or whatever <laughs> they're going to do. Um, so, that was dope, um, though. So that was dope, man. She sat. She dropped some jewels, like, on some real motherly real? Um, type vibes. And um, I was, that was amazing, man. Oh, and one to add, too, besides the guests. The guests were, were great, but we got to give um, Ransom a shout out too. Yeah, cause Rand, right. Rand doesn't do a lot of interviews, and he did one, did two for us, for us, right? He did two of them. Probably one of his first in like a long first in time. a long time. And then uh, Sky. Sky huge, right? Yeah, we had a lot of people from Shay, but it's just so many. Every guest was great, right? You know what I'm saying? And there's a gift and a curse with the guests too. So we will get to that about the yeah. next out. And then um, I come from the RLs. Like he, yes. he he volunteered to be the um, first our first guest. So yes, yes. You know, as we were working through the process, like that was our first time, like having to not only speak to each other, but you know, integrate, integrate, incorporate, yeah, right, yeah. Inco incorporate another person while we work on our timing between questions and eye contact, and yeah, um, it's a lot of different things that go behind it. So comes back around, right? Look where we are right now, right? So we're, we're up. That's how it goes. All right, um, albums ten through five. When you go first for this one, you got number five. ten. Good kid, Mad City. Kendrick, man, that that's my earliest album that I have on my list. Like as far as date, I think that's like twenty what, twenty eleven. I think it's that old. What? Yo, I think it's that old. I mean, you could be right. Yeah, I think it's like twenty eleven. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got what five, six albums. Yeah, he sense. had section eighty or that stuff before right, that. Right. That was it. So just hearing that, and and I remember just driving how long commute to work, just listening to the album every day. And then hearing like the backseat freestyle, mm -hmm. like hearing stuff, I'm like, yo, this guy's a problem. Right. And I didn't know when he was going to take his career. You know, I think he had, we see where he's going now. But at the time, I didn't know if he was just going to be like, was he really next? You know what I'm saying? He's just like a good rapper from the West Coast that yeah. might fade out. But yeah, that's my, that's my definitely number 10. Um, 10, I got ready to die. Um, Tori's B.I.G. Um, it's, it's just like, I don't know, man. It, it, I felt like it was a time where like New York was searching for like, like I think you know they had great rappers before, but like I think he was one of the first superstars as a as a hip hop rapper, superstars yeah. outside of like you know LL 
but he was different. He was different. He was different. Um, you know, from the features of Met the Man and just like Warning and all the um, like you put Warning out as a single. Like who could do that? <laughs> not, not, not these days. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Ready to Die, man, number number ten. You know what's crazy about Ready to Die? Real quick, they said that that's the album that every made every MC start writing again. Like because when the album came out, it's like yo, I can't put my album out no more. Like I gotta change. It up. Like, like I got I gotta do something different because he was just so 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 unique in the stories and and mixing with the old school beats to that's when Puff was on his thing. Right. And then he wasn't even the biggest artist. It was Craig Mack. People yeah. don't realize it was Craig Mack until Flavor Me and Air Remix came out and then Biggie took off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely. Um, my number nine, College Dropout, man. So I'm starting to get Kanye heavy right now. College Dropout, man. Like you said, those first four albums by Kanye, ain't nobody's, it, nobody's touching those albums. So it's College Dropout. It's unbelievable. That's the first time. And it was like 20-something songs, like 23, maybe 22. Around there. It's yeah. around there, but it just flows oh, so it right. flows so right. And even the skits were perfect. Yep. And he was bringing back the skits to where, because skits start with Del Arso, right? Pretty much DJ, um, what's the man's name? Damn, Prince Paul. Mm-hmm. So they would do the skits, and when Kanye brought the skits back, it all flowed in. Yeah, D Ray David sound like Bernie Mac. You know, I didn't even know that was D Ray <laughs> until I saw the um, what? until I saw the uh, the the, G, the, the genius joint. That's I knew crazy. it wasn't Bernie Mac. I thought it was Bernie Mac at first. And I said, No, I did too. But I didn't know who it was until I saw the doc. Oh, that's crazy. I found that out like a while ago, but it was out, way after the album came out. I'm like, Oh, he's the voice, and it makes sense though. But that's definitely my number nine. Um, number nine. This one's gonna be funny because of like the the like the <laughs> how we view him now and how he's kind of weird. But right, man. Um, <laughs> number nine. That ain't that crazy. Number nine. Uh, the documentary game. Um, right. No, I try not to put in like I try not to put in like today's bias. Like he's just crazy OD with name dropping <laughs> and and the, and the different things he does. But like he's a good rapper though. He's definitely a good rapper. Um, so that's why anytime I preference game, I always say like without the gimmicks, without whatever. Like yeah. he make he makes good music. I, I I think I mean in my opinion, like outside of like some of Pox Pox joint, like this this is like you know this was like the he was like the new West Coast guy when he when he dropped this because he had the Fifty cosign, he had the Dre cosign, and Dre hadn't cosigned anybody on the West Coast in a very long time prior yeah. prior to this um, with the whole G Unit wave and. All that and yeah, the, it was just perfect pe- features played yes. everywhere. Um, kind of had like a get rich or die trying feel, but not as big. But yeah. I know pretty close at least for the West Coast. Um, so I got the documentary number nine, man. You know what's crazy about that? How he had the. It's it's unfortunate where the the big the big West Coast albums besides Snoop always had a New York coast on, right. a New York feel to it, right? Like Ice T came from the West Coast. Had a little East Coast flow, flavor, you know. Q messing with um, the, um what's the hit? Not the hit squad. Uh, Public Enemies of mm-hmm. the team. So it's kind of crazy how that worked. And Game kind of was having that with the Fifty Cent Coast on right. stuff like that. So, all right, my number eight in my lifetime, Volume One. I think that is probably I like that better reason was that. Because of where I was in my life when I heard it. So when I heard Volume 1, that was different. You know what I'm saying? And I, I like, besides the Sunshine Joint, yeah. Maybe yeah, a lot of one. Yeah, a lot of one throwaway. That was crazy. So that's my, that's definitely my number um, number eight. All right, I got to get Richard that train. Um, a little bit higher than you, but we still in the same 
yeah. in the same range here for all the same reasons you you said. Like it was just so, you know, everything from many men to like twenty one questions like that, it, it, and then everything in between. Everything. Besides taking the shots at, at John, he had good music. Right. That's right. the difference. He had good music. So, so. between twenty one questions and many men, um, and like I said, everything in between. I think he you know pretty ham pretty much hammered everything from there. So that's eight for me. That's eight. All right. My number seven, Raekwon. Only good for Cuban links or the Purple Tape. I basically think that album, it put to me, it wasn't the first um, Wu-Tang album that was solo, but it carried a lot more. I don't know. It was like, it was like more street. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's the best one, no doubt. But it was perfect. And it introduced pretty much with him and Ghost. Like that's like the the, the dynamic, dynamic duo, you know what I'm saying? I think that I was just done. The production was done. The verbal intercourse, crush rate scar faces. You had you know ice cream. You had everything on that, which is crazy. So I think that's the best Wu Tang album probably solo ever. And I think you know I don't think it gets. I think people forget about it because I think you know as the as it as it ages, the younger generation they don't really think about Raekwon like that. Raekwon is nice. Yeah. You know, but Method Man is the star, right? Because he got the star pill. Now he he deserves it. He can rap. He's nice too. His new album was good, by the way. I listened to it. He probably did. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my uh, number uh, seven. Uh, number seven. Uh, only built for Cuba links and Ditto. Really? Going, yeah, number seven. Yeah. All right, yo, we did not talk about this before. <laughs> so but that's yeah. my that's my seven. Pretty much all the reasons you you just said. I ain't gonna go through them all. But yeah, that's number seven for me. Alright, my number six, Ready to Die, Biggie. Just because 93 when that came out, I remember going down south, not knowing who Biggie was. I remember watching your own TV raps, Fat Five Freddy was interviewing Biggie, he had a Sergio, um, what's the joint? The old mobster uh, tracksuits. It's called, it's like Sergio something, I forgot what. Nah, 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 I don't know, man. Sergio Tech something. It's like a, you look, look it up, you see, right? He had it up, zipped up, he's sitting down, he had a candle on. He was like, yo, this is the next guy from New York. And he was like, go by Biggie Smalls. I'm like, who the hell is Biggie Smalls? Mm -hmm. I come back home, I see Biggie Smalls posted plastered everywhere in the city. I'm like, yo, what's going on? Who is this guy? Then Juicy had dropped. Then all of a sudden, that dropped. Then what? Um, I'm not warning, I'm Big Papa. Mm. But then I'm like, yo, this is out of control. So I think I've never seen that, like, that happen that quick. Right. And then he only rapped, what, two years? Three? No, like, he was only on for, like... Yeah, 94 to 97. Three years, that's yeah. it. And all the stuff he did in that time was crazy. So that's right. definitely in, in my in my top. Not top five, but it's number six. Uh, number six, I got We Are The Streets. Um, <laughs> locks. Just, like, you know, even everything from, like, going through a snowstorm. To get the album, the story with it, you the, go story, with the it. story with it, and just like I don't know, as like a like a street album, like it was just just perfect, like all the verses from all of them. You know, people like to sleep on sheep, but, but I think he, I slept on sheep for a while, but now he stepped this up. He, you know, up. he had the best verse on F U. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying people don't people don't talk about that enough. Um, and just everything, man. Like <laughs> like I said, um, just like even like the joints of Eve and um, Wild Out. And, um, it was per yo, it was a perfect album, and they had the right energy. It was like an angry album because yeah. they wanted to get off so bad. Like right. they would have built up frustration from not putting the albums out. They were ready to go at anybody. Yeah. They, they, I think they always pretty much. 
as a group, the sharpest they could be at that time. Like everybody was just on point. No, no white person. So, all right, number, number six for me. All right, so we're going to uh, tap into least favorite moments. Um, I would say my least favorite moment is like, um, he's a, a rapper that, you know, we really wanted to have on. Um, I ain't going to say his name, but. Um, I will if I want. <laughs> a old, he, was a, he was an old school rapper. I'll put it like this. He was an old school rapper that was in the mix with Jay-Z, Ja, Nas, Nas, Irv Gotti, uh, Irv Gotti, and he was like, like if there was like a room, a room for, for four, he was the one that just missed the door, is, yeah. the, is the way I put it. Yeah. But anyway, good analogy. but anyway, he, he, he decided to do it, was like crazy excited, probably the first time someone mentioned him in a story in years, <laughs> so, so he jumped, he jumped in, you know, Agreed to do the podcast and you know pull pull the rug on us last minute and yeah. so it just kind of kind of like I mean you get it because he had another moment that happened at the time so I think it was timing yeah it, it, it yeah. was timing and it, it's no knock on him I, he, he seemed pretty humble and cool but um, I should say least favorite moment but like that was I would say a disappointing, disappointing moment disappointing yeah moment. because at that time we was on a roll. But we were getting anybody we wanted pretty much boom 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 coming coming through and then we was like i bet everything set up um sign off got vetted it was all going down and then the day of it's like yo you can't do it right it was like, day of like, 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 like an hour and a half before. hour and a half before we were ready to, <laughs> to do it and i understood that but that's you got any, any more least favorite moments so that, that that's one that came came to mind um yeah i'm, I'm gonna let you say because i think you're gonna Say something that bothered you more than it bothered me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, so that was definitely up there, and I was going to point that, but I figured you was going to go with that one. But I think it was just having, and just in general, other kind of generalizations, right? Just asking for guests. Like, sometimes you started seeing people that started flaking, right? So it could be your favorite rapper, and I mean, as you become older, you don't really have, like, somebody you look up to like that. I'm going to say that, right? But you have a certain idea of what someone would be like. Right. And then we started noticing, and we heard it from a couple of guests, like, yo, anybody would do your show. Like, it's exposure. It's free pub. And you're going to give them the time for your platform to use it. If they don't do it, they used to suck. That's, what, that's pretty much what the dude said to us, right? right. And we're not going to say who told us that, but... It was good. It, it, was, it was a good way to look at things. Good way to look at things. So yeah. it was like, all right, cool. So we had one guy, same type of thing. He didn't flake, but he was like, Nah, I don't do small shows. He's still mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My man said, I don't do small shows, right? But yo, he ain't even a big rapper. Right. So I was like, damn. So I didn't even want him no more. But <laughs> Derek was like, yo, we can get him again. I'm like, yo, nah, because it wasn't it wasn't anything organic. It was like, it would have been like, right. he could have said something. I acted funny. I'm like, yo, shut it down. I don't want to talk to him. So I kind of felt that. But just asking for guests in general is always something that's tough because... It's like I personally think that we can do it ourselves. Yeah, no doubt. So, so when we add somebody in, it's like all right, let's add them in. And if they flake on us, it's kind of like yeah, we don't really need them. You know what I'm saying? Like to do to make our content, you know. But that's my least favorite moment. That whole process with that, um, just in general. But definitely that rapper, the one that you said disappointing. The other one that I said was like yo, come on, that guy, that, that was that, that was anger. Did did you did, did you in did you stop listening to his music? 
Yeah. So you be taking it too far, yo. Yo. You was some MJ. I took that person who's <laughs> like. MJ. <laughs> you know what MJ said? Everyone talk, but when it's, when it's, uh, when you need to leave. Nah, I thought it was, zero. I, I thought, I didn't like, I didn't like how it happened. I like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think he could have just been like, you know, uh, I, I'm like doing it. That's cool too. That's cool. Perfect. Because you know what? Sometimes people don't like, don't like doing this or don't want to make time for it or your time's your time. Um. But yeah, I still listen to his music. He, he was, he, he, he didn't, di- he didn't diss us. He didn't personally. diss us personally. We don't know him personally. But the way he made it seem like that, that he was kind of, yeah. I hear you. Like, yeah. Like, nah. You, you been having somebody want to talk to you, really, because right. that's all I'm saying. At least for a moment. But what up? Okay. I digress. Right. <laughs> um, so we're going to go uh, five through one. Five yeah. through one. Um, I got, uh, number five, I got It Was Written. Um. I think that's um Nas's best album still. Um I mean, it's it was written, man. I ain't gonna think it's the best album still, even though also is coming right now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think Magic or KD KD two are better than that, but um still you know, still his best album, still a top five album, still you know, still an album I revisit, I would say, a couple times a year. Yeah. Um and it was just like Illmatic was dope, obviously, um, and it was a game changer, but I think he leveled up. Um, from there, I feel like people. A lot of times, people say like Illmatic is the best just because it's like right, it's the, the first. first. It's the first. And, yeah. Yeah, and depending on how you judge um, your albums, if you base it on impact or whatever, everybody's got different criteria. Yeah. Um, but as far as like what I go back to more and what songs I enjoy more, I would say it was written for sure. Yeah, it's funny. It's my number five. It was written. Everything you said. I'll just add that. I just the whole Esco flow. Esco was his whole thing. You know, at that time. And I never seen someone reinvent themselves so much in a good way. Quickly, you know. Quickly. Not in a bad way. And just I think the message might be one of the best songs like ever. One top ten songs. Like especially from the start of it and then the video for um If I Rule the World, you know what I'm saying? The message kicked it off. And I was like, yo, what is that song? Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I know if I rule the world, but what's that song right there? And then you get the album and see how it all pieced together. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely dope. Alright, number four, I got good kid, Mad City. Ah. Um and, and again, I love this from the start. And it's just like the uh, you know, Kendrick's a storyteller, and this was this was a different type of story. Like he's he's telling a story on. Um, I hate your ring. The uh, <laughs> the um, Mr. Mor- the Steppers Mr. Morale joint. Um, I just enjoy this story a little bit better. Um, <laughs> just a little bit better. Right, just a little bit better from from top to bottom, from the intro to to the skits with his parents, and because yeah. it gives you a feel of like. What he was dealing like with, really him, right? You know what I'm saying, yeah. And him going to Strange House and doing the stuff she was doing in the backseat freestyle, and then you got the joint with MC8, which was just crazy, so, so West Coast, and like it was every everything about that man. It's a perfect album, to be honest with you. I think you you, you hit around the head with that because that flow is crazy, and then how it built is a story that's happening, and you kind of follow his life, what's going on at the time. It's like a good kid in the Mad City that like you yeah, can kind of sure. tell, and I think that you know feeds into why his music is so well received because people can tap into that they get it you know what yep. i mean all right my number four all eyes on me tupac i think that album you know and if i'm mistaken that might not have been the first double was it i think someone might have double before that yeah I don't someone know probably did it, but it wasn't like this like as big as this of course but i remember this album because everybody had it so it was one of those things where we was in high school i don't care if he was black i don't care if he was white Asian, spent, everyone had that album because he just came out of jail and he dropped it and California Love was on there. Yeah. You know what was going to happen. 
you had the video with him flashing the money, talking about coming down the road, he paid you right, making making faces at Faith. The same thing about her in the video. I was like, yo, he, 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 he he's nuts. I was saying right. myself. And then, what, seven, eight months later, he passes away. But that album just was perfect to me. And it, kinda, it was really West Coast, but it was what I wanted to hear from him. That was the right. first pop album I actually bought. Because other stuff I was hearing like radio friendly records, like you know from Temptations and stuff like that, and Dear Mama. But when I bought that album, I really was like, "Yo, alright, this is what he's on." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's my number four. All right. So for number two, I got um. Got three. Oh, three. My bad. Um, number three, I got College Dropout. Um, Kanye West. I mean, you went through everything, just everything, like you know, and being being in or fresh out of college when that dropped, um, and everything prior to that, all the big being more like street records, yeah. drug, which which I still still enjoy, but we need that, right? <laughs> um, I just think College College Dropout was another perfect album from like everything from the way it started to D Ray to how it ended with Last Call because he he went into like everything, everything about about his career. He did he he talked about his whole career in, in eight minutes, a seven minute song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying from from Jay, you know having the Jay Z. Uh, I guess the comments he was saying at the beginning of the song and yeah. um, in his whole journey, like I felt like he, he did a good job wrapping that up in like seven minutes. I still listen to like the talking parts, inspiration. Talking part, yeah, it definitely is. You know what I'm saying? So, what's your favorite song? How's that album? Um, either Spaceship. Uh -huh. uh, Spaceship's my favorite. One of my favorites. Um, All Falls Down still up there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The, you know, even with with the Celia Johnson. And um, I'm trying to think, it's just so it's like all all a blur for me right now. Uh, what you got? I got my all-time favorite Kanye song is "Through the Wire." Oh, yeah, "Through the Wire" is up there too. Only yeah. because I remember where I was when I first heard it, and I remember coming back to the uh, to the apartment and I was like, "Yo, you heard Kanye West song? He rapping through "Through the Wire" or something?" Everybody's like, "What are you talking about? Like, nah, I didn't hear that. I heard it on like DJ Enough's like mix at five or something like that." Right. And then I saw him like, yo, he's, his jaw is wide and he's rapping. I'm like, nah. And just the whole Shaka Khan, yeah. the whole thing, it's just something that I think was needed. And when I think of Kanye, I think of that song. Dude, unique too. Like, yeah. He's never done any of that. Exactly. And I think of Kanye, when I think of Kanye, that's the first song that pops in my head. Like, like what he does, I don't care what he's talking about, I think about the Wire. Right. So it's so on me, right? Hold on. Life After Death, number three. Life After Death's my number three album. Um, just because it's one of those things where I think it might have been number two when we first did it 20, um, um, two years ago. But it was Biggie's, of course it's his best album, but it was a perfect, like it was him about to hit another level. Yeah. Like yeah. everything figured out. Yeah. Like everything was clicking. He knew how to make the songs. He knew what his fans wanted. He, he had top-notch production. He had top-notch features. And then when I heard Notorious Thugs, I'm like, yo, no, this is different. Yeah. Like. No one had ever rapped like Bone. And, and out-rapped Bone. Said he went in their realm. Yeah, and out-rapped yeah, them for the crazy. most part. That, and he kicked it off, too. It wasn't like, right. they, he, he kind of like, he set the tone of the album yeah. of, of that of that track. Same, right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, that's crazy. And then to see him not really see that come out and not get to experience that was, kind of, was definitely sad. But, you know, that's definitely, um, that's my number three. All right, number two, man. I got um I got the Biggie duet segment. Like, nah. I about to say, <laughs> I about to say, yeah, yeah, oh, you know I got too, man. Number two, I got the blueprint. Um, he, I'm tweaking. 
Yeah, you definitely wild. No two is a blueprint. Uh, oh, Jay's best album, I think, pretty clearly. Um, just everything, like from like the producers he broke, Just Blaze, Kanye, yeah. Timberland. Even like um, one of the, like one of was doing some stuff on there. Maybe put in Guru's on production on okay. engineering, I believe. Always. Yeah. Um, just like from Takeover to uh, Rulers Back to both girls girls songs. Yeah. Um you got um uh, what's the joint you had over uh Timberland on there? Um I can't think of it right now. Me neither, but I know you talking about um, from Never Change. Um yeah, Renegade. Renegade. Um Yeah everything just man. like <laughs> I don't know uh lyrical exercise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Breathe easy. Yeah. Breathe, breathe easy. Um I said never change. Um Heart of the City. Heart of the City. That was perfect. Yeah. And I'm mad I don't have it in my list. <laughs> is, is, is it, if, if you had time to do it, is that in your top 50? Should that have been in your top 50? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Okay. But the problem is, is when you look at these lists, as we always say, is that you think about what catches your mind first. Right. I didn't dig at anything, but I definitely put that album over albums I have in there. But okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't on my radar at the time. Ah, that's fair. I mean, it's a, it's a fluid list. Is it top 10? I just think, you know, came out 93, just how gritty it was, you know, just how, how influential that group is to have nine members. For real, just keeping nine members on anything is crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not saying, you know, some are better than others, you know, how that go, but... Yeah, there's, there's one that's really low. <laughs> nah, he disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that, like, just to have that and how it spun off different things, right? So, you have all these solo careers, boom. You have production, you have Rizzo doing scores. You have Method Man in movies and TV shows. It's like a, an elite actor right now, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Pretty much, you're going to get to Method Man like he's LL and like he's... Elite? Um, Will Smith. Method Man's a lead. No, you're gonna get to that. I'm saying, uh, like, I'm saying, like, he's getting, he got a lot of roles, a lot of shows, he's been in a lot of movies. So you, it's gonna be a group of kids that's gonna forget that he raps. True. Like they're gonna think like, yo, this is Clifford Scott, whatever from who's Method Man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not gonna know he's about like 50 years old now. Yeah. So I feel like everybody just had their 50th birthday. Yo, <laughs> everybody, right? So he's, you know, he's that. Then you have Raekwon doing his thing, that like Ghostface and his whole his whole room stuff. Then you got the ones that you don't like as much. They doing that, making books and stuff like that. So they spin off on everything. So I think that's the most influential group we've ever seen. You know, and then the culture, the style, the slang, the wallabies. Yeah, I don't disagree. And they put Staten Island in that. Like, yeah. as far as that's concerned, as far as, like, they were always a borough, but people look at Staten Island a little differently. But when Wu-Tang came out, everyone's from Staten Island. Right. <laughs> everyone's from Staten Island. That's my number two. Alright, so we got number one um, for me is Life After Death. Um, it's been my favorite album since, it's pretty much since it came out. Man. Like, 25 years, it's crazy. So I'm saying, everything is 25 years right. of our albums. Right, and I try to like, I don't know, maybe we need to revisit this in like five, five, five years, years or something. Even if, I mean, what? I think it's it, still going to be there. It's still going to be there because it has a sentimental value to you. Right. And then he passed. So it's like you never going, you can't judge off anything else. Yeah, it's going to be hard, man. Um, the, Number one, and just real quick, like, well, I'll let you do your number one. So life after death, obvious reasons, um, just like balance everything from like 
like you said, Notorious Thugs and, you know. I love the dough. I love the dough. Um, last Days, um, I got a story to tell. Nobody, Downfall. Um, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Uh, missing you. Missing you. Kicking um, the door. Kicking the door. That About Nas. Yeah. Dude, they know. Um, so, so just a, another perfect, perfect album to me, um, and just you know one that holds significant uh, sentimental value. I hear that. Before I jump to my number one, I want people to go back and look at, listen to. I love the dough. Biggie's second verse. That second verse that he did. He tap danced the whole one now. Cause I think it, it was a back and forth type of thing. He was like, nah. This the second verse is crazy. Talking about losing chips on on Lakers, gas off Shaq. Right. Oh yeah, that's that's crazy. It's my favorite biggie verse, like ever. Alright, um my number one, Machiavelli, the Don, man, Tupac. Doc Moon Night, Seven Day Theory. Like that's an album that like it's sentimental to me. I remember I was when he when he died, with Biggie too. But I remember when I heard yeah, he died or got shot. No, he actually passed. I'm sorry. I know he was shot. I was. It was like in. It was in September, of course. It was at like a a, a festival, like a, a fair. We was at. Older kid was pulling up in his car. He's like, "Yo, y'all heard about Tupac died?" He was like, "Shut up. He ain't died." Well, everybody always assumed that like Tupac would just make yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, all right, he just got shot again. He's like, "No, this is right here, right now." They say he passed, and I'm like, "Whatever." Then went home and Kurt Lola MTV saying, "Like, yo, yeah. he's gone," and just hearing that that album dropping, then that time. Sophomore year, basketball, we playing at every basketball game, every trip we're playing, Machiavelli, we, me and my girlfriend, uh, Just Like Daddy, uh, uh, Toss It Up. There's so many songs, you're like, yo, okay, this is it. And and I think it's it's ironic that we have, I know my albums are probably two of the biggest rappers ever, you know, respectfully. You know what I'm saying? Like, they probably are, and they all passed too early. So I put that album in a different vein. I think Just Like Big, Tupac was about to go somewhere different. And not just with music though. Like Big would have been big in music and probably something else too. Probably fashion, probably owning something. Right. Cause he was smart. And I think Pac was gonna start getting bigger than bigger than music. Like he was gonna start like going into like the EGOT category. Yeah, yeah, stuff. Like, right. You know I mean? like the, the acting. Like I, acting. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could say Will Smith now, but like Pac was right there, or if not better, in my yeah. opinion. I, I think I think as a it's hard to say, right? But as like a dramatic, like that, I think have more layers. I think Pop, because he he went to school for it. Like he was he was a, a art like an art dude. Right. So I can see like his if you watch like Poetic Justice, then you watch Bishop. I mean Juice. I'm sorry. Then you watch Gridlock. Then you watch Game Related. Yeah. And you start watching the different things he was doing. He was becoming more comfortable in his skin. So I can see him going, you know, going you know, you know to the top. But that's definitely not one album that I play. That's the place to this day. Yeah. At least at least once every two weeks. Alright, so um we're gonna wrap up. I guess um individually. Yeah. Um so you started something recently yeah. today, but by the time we get it up, maybe you'll have a couple of a couple episodes. Of so what you got what you got going on? So yeah, so we branching off, you know, it's still under one umbrella, but I started my own pod. Called straight to the um, point with Vaughn. Um, you can find on Spotify right now. Episode one is up. Um, it's pretty much like a weekly thing. Um, it's going to be on pop culture. Now, not just black, but black culture, you know, hip hop culture, and also just American culture. Things that's happening in the, in of importance to me that I feel that like affects us in some form of fashion. So I'm gonna be doing that and um, start having some guests on that. But right now, I'm just gonna just do it. Focus on setting the the, temp, the um a template. And getting that out there, getting it out, people know. 
and um, kicking and have fun, but it's still under our umbrella. So everything we did from this show spanning off to other things, and um, that's why I got going on about you, man. Yeah, it's dope, man. First episode, I got to listen to it this morning. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> you were surprised too. You were like, yeah, yeah. definitely dope. Um, so I mean, just uh, working more on the music side still, um, working on music, um, production, to product, a lot of production. I got a lot of. Um, about two or three more albums I'm fully producing this year and doing some work on my own and just you got the new knife wonder in here. <laughs> uh, just keep keep uh just keep grinding with that and you know, just see. It's, it's dope too and, 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 and um Derek gave me my my intro to my pod, you know what I'm saying? So he's doing good work and see the growth of it too. I've been seeing it grow from the start, so working on your craft, you know, it's definitely dope, man. Yes sir. And the music too, so you 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 gonna be a uh you gonna do one of those? Who's like in that room? He's not no coward because he actually hit the, hit the MPC. I, I actually do the beats. <laughs> he do the beats, but Khaled do what he does though, putting everybody together. But he does the beats, man. So looking forward to hearing more and more from that. Yeah, no doubt. And to conclude, man, um, salute to y'all for checking y'all. Salute to the Artaholics uh, for the space. Dope space, us. man. Uh, dope. dope space. If you ever want to do something, photo photo shoots or. Anything like that. This is a, a, a great space. Um, great place for a creative. Yeah, great, great <laughs> place for a creative. Um, you know, and they, they do great work. So shout out to Ike, son Jacob. And um, appreciate you all. You got some final thoughts? Nah, man. Everybody just be safe. Keep tuning in. Um, we're going to have the Art Hawks link in, 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 our, in our bio when we drop this episode. So you can definitely reach out to them. Um, book your, your sessions and everything. Um, just appreciate the support. And we'll try to do 100 more. Yeah, let's get it. Peace out.